5: talk live
4: it's free talk live and you are invited if you want to join us here you can take control of the airwaves bring up whatever's on your mind our number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283- 6160. Coming up, is Walmart going to launch their own cryptocurrency? Bonnie's got a story about that. Uh, Nikki, you want to talk about food shortages, among other things. And in the news, uh, to start things out tonight, NBC with a report on a, a, I don't know, some people might find this a shocking number 72% of Americans say the country is headed in the wrong direction. That is a pretty overwhelming number of people who are not happy uh, with the way things are going in the United States. The story from uh, Mark Murray at uh, at, uh, NBC News: overwhelming majorities of Americans believe the country is headed in the wrong direction, and that their uh, household income is also falling behind the cost of living. Hmm. And we'll, that'll tie in, I think, to the supply issues.
0: I think that the country is heading in the wrong direction in that it's a country.
4: Ooh, what do you mean by that, Bonnie?
0: United States is too big and needs to just split up.
4: Yeah, and there is a lot of people talking about divorce DC and uh, quote unquote national divorce. And I hope that people, you know, are really taking that idea seriously, especially as things get worse, not better. Because it's a honestly, it's a it's a fair solution. Because and, I'm sure yep.
0: that all of the 72 percent, or not all of them, but you know, most of them all want to go in different directions to to write the direction of the country. So why don't we just split up and whoever wants to do certain things goes to California? Absolutely. And I think,
3: especially like referring to Joe Biden specifically, half the people, right, they they hate him because he's a little bit too liberal. And then the other half of the people don't like him because he's not liberal enough. Enough. So it's like, that's the big thing. Like nobody's really happy with the president right now. But they're all for completely different reasons. So putting a new president in power, people still aren't going to be happy.
4: No, of course not. Uh, What's more, the nation's top politicians and political parties are more unpopular than they are popular. So people are not, it's not just about the president. It's just about politics in general. And the interest in the upcoming November midterms is down, not up. When Americans were asked to describe whether they believe or where they believe America is today, top answers were "quote downhill, divisive, negative, struggling, lost, and bad." Third so, world. They're what?
0: Third world.
4: Not yeah. quite. <laughs> it's not that bad here yet. We we were still able to find groceries today, uh, yeah. for from for the most part. There are uh, these are grim findings of a a national NBC News poll conducted less than ten months before the midterm elections when the control of the U.S. Senate, House, and governor's mansions across the country will be up for grabs. And uh, so let's get into uh, some of the numbers here. According to the poll, 72% of Americans say the country is headed in the wrong direction, which is essentially unchanged from the 71% who held this view in October's NBC News poll. So that means that this wasn't a fluke, that, that October wasn't a fluke, because then they did it again. I presume this was... November, maybe? I'd be really
3: curious to see the ratings from past years. Like, what were people saying in, like, 2012, Mm. for example? You know, like, is this a new thing? Or, because I know I haven't been happy with the way the country's been running for years, but I have a feeling that most people, you know, at least were, were indifferent about it. You know, they weren't upset. It just seems that in recent years, things have just been... ...getting noticeably worse.
4: So they have asked this question before. According to the story here, it is only the sixth time in the poll's history of being surveyed when 70% or more have said the nation is on the wrong track. So it's not the first time ever. Uh, They go back and they look at apparently 1992, 2008, 2016. They say in the three instances when this sustained dark outlook coincided with an election year, it foreshadowed bad news for the party in power... So in those years, they flipped, basically. The Americans went uh, the other direction and, and elected whoever wasn't in control, which in this case would be, it may be a good year for the Republicans if that holds true. Uh, not that that means anything good for us, mm-hmm. because as you guys pointed out, whichever party's in charge, they always... Make things worse. They make the government yeah. bigger. They make the government more expensive. They're all warmongers. They including, go to war. I mean,
0: Joe Biden is a liberal, supposedly, and we're right. still about to go to war with Russia.
4: And now he's making the Republicans sound like they're anti-war. Yeah. Even though the Republicans have always been in favor of wars in my lifetime, now that there's a Democrat in office who's talking about going to war in Ukraine, now some of the Republicans are sounding like they they care about you know not going to war. Yeah. So, and this is typical. <laughs> is. They
3: both sides just flip flop depending on who's in power.
4: Yep. Uh, and and you know I hope Americans are figuring that out. Maybe that's why some of the numbers in this poll about people just not being happy with either the Democrats or Republicans. Uh, maybe people are finally waking up to that reality. On the economy, while job creation is up and the unemployment rate is down, 61% of respondents in the poll say their family's income is falling behind the cost of living. That's compared with 30% who say they're staying about even. So that's 91% of the people surveyed said they're either falling behind the cost of living or they're just barely treading wow. water. That's at this a point.
0: big number.
4: And it's only going to get worse. Yeah, you know, they're not
0: ninety-one yeah. percent. did you wow. see what Joe Biden said to a reporter recently that asked him a question about inflation?
4: Yeah, didn't he call him a dumb son of a bitch or something yeah. like that? <laughs> he said, "Stupid, <laughs> I didn't see that. stupid oh son of a
0: bitch." He said Inf- another one about inflation. It's inflation. You stupid son of a bitch. I thought
4: he said something like inflation is good policy or inflation. He didn't say
0: impl- like anything specifically about inflation. He, the guy just asked a question about inflation. He said another one about inflation. Hmm.
3: Yeah, because it's an issue. I would love to hear Joe Biden say the definition of inflation. He has no idea. Like, what e- does that mean?
4: <laughs> either he has no idea or he is purposefully you know misleading i mean odds are he's purposely misleading there was a quote today i wish i had it in front of me but it was one of those quick little clips you see on social media where he's again he's just rambling about something else and then he goes off and says that the the reason why he says one third of the reason why we have inflation is because of the cost of vehicles
3: what It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't even make any sense at all.
4: It has nothing to do with inflation. The cost of vehicles rises, as does everything else, when inflation happens. And that's because inflation is an increase in the money supply.
0: Does Joe Biden think that companies just choose a random price for vehicles?
4: It it makes me wonder. I mean, with such an ignorant statement like that, it does seem like he really doesn't know what he's talking about.
3: Well, there have been some politicians I've heard say that... The rise in prices for goods is because of corporate greed. It has nothing to do. Ridiculous. Pelosi said that. Yeah, yeah, it has nothing to do with the USD losing value. It has nothing to do with inflation. It's corporate greed. They're just choosing to raise their prices for absolutely no reason.
4: It's absolutely absurd. Yeah. I mean, to anyone that knows, even I'm not a you know an, an economist. But I, I understand the basics of supply and demand. And yeah. when you supply a bunch more money into the system, which is what, the, what inflation is, it's an increase in the money supply, uh, then prices are going to go up because this, there's a larger amount of money that's chasing around the same amount of goods. Or actually, in our case, with the supply issues, more money chasing fewer goods. Yeah. Which is an unusual situation, mm-hmm. right? Like, normally when they inflate the money supply... You don't have supply crunches like you do right now, so now they're inflating at the same time as supply is, is tightening, so you're going to see prices go up even worse as a result. We just talked uh, over the weekend about how now the U.S. government is mandating all truckers, all professional drivers from uh, from Mexico or from Canada now have to have a vaccine in order to come into the United States. Yeah, and
3: there's been big protests Especially in there Canada is one happening about now. that, yeah.
4: The the truck drivers in Canada started on Vancouver, or in Vancouver on the West Coast earlier this week. And they, they're going to be driving, I believe, until the 29th, so this weekend, when they're going to converge on the capital in Ottawa, apparently. Yep. And the intention of what they're saying is they're going to shut down the government, basically. Shut down Ottawa, shut down the roads, basically bring everything to a halt until something changes.
3: Yeah, I forget where it was from, but I saw one photo where it was just trucks all for as long as you could see on some mm-hmm. highway, just protesting. They were just literally parked there. I don't know I think the details, moving.
4: but if they park, they're going to risk potential arrest.
3: Yeah, I wasn't really sure that the photo wasn't exactly clear on mm-hmm. what was happening, but they're it looked moving. like they were parked. Yeah. Well, it's a photo. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <But>. <laughs> they're moving uh, because they're driving. their Their destination is to get to Ottawa, and then they might park in the streets they and cut off, shut down the city
0: capital. Yeah. yeah. More
4: coming up. is free talk live open phones you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 free talk live brought to you by bitcoin.com you click get started over at bitcoin.com and you'll begin learning about cryptocurrency like bitcoin and bitcoin cash and that is a good idea especially with bitcoin right now below Forty thousand dollars. What's it like? Thirty-seven, I think. 38 Bitcoin's
3: on sale. Yeah,
4: it has been. It's about thirty. just under thirty-seven thousand dollars right now. Scraped as low as thirty-four thousand a few days ago. Uh, its its record high it was set back in November at around sixty-eight thousand. So it's way down from where it was might be a good opportunity to uh, to get into it, but you want to do your research first. So go to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started and you can start there. And there's introductory videos that will give you some of the basics of what you need to know about cryptocurrency. What is it that makes it different? What makes it special? Why has it taken off? And why is Bitcoin the best investment in the last decade? Like, bar none. There's nothing else that even comes close. So take your time, learn a little bit about it over at Bitcoin.com. If you are not brand new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got those for you over at news.bitcoin.com. It's Ian, Bonnie, and Nikki in the studio here tonight. We'll get back into some more of the interesting results from this survey that NBC News did, finding that 72% of Americans are saying the country is heading in the wrong direction and... 61% of them are saying their family's income is falling behind the cost of living. So definitely life is getting more difficult here is what people are saying. We go first to Eric, though. He's calling us from Texas. Eric, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
2: Hey, everybody. Hey, Eric. Um, About, or actually two weeks ago today, I figured out that my wife is pregnant and she really wants to have a home birth. She's been wanting to have one since before we met. Uh, but then days after we found out, Nikki was talking about midwifery on Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if uh, it was her that said this or if I saw it in, or heard it in one of the classes that we're taking about home births. But um, we heard that 14% of home births end up in the hospital and 90% of that 14% are just due to pain. Yeah, Um,
3: I definitely said that, but you might have also heard it in your class as well.
2: Okay. Well, uh, so we interviewed the very first midwife yesterday and we really liked her and bonded with her. Um, But one thing that kind of broke it for us is that she said that she would call 911 and have us transferred to a hospital if the baby was breached. Mm. Um, And I was just curious on your take, Nikki, if, um, do most midwives do that with a breech baby? Because I know you can... Uh, what is a
4: breech baby? Side down.
3: So so the baby is supposed to be head down when it's born. Uh-huh. And a breech baby is typically like bum down, feet down I type see. of thing. So not completely ideal. But I will tell you, a lot of midwives won't take a breech baby at home. I would. I would absolutely deliver a breech baby at home. Hmm. But can't you flip them? You can flip them. So there's also something, Eric, you might want to look into spinning babies a little bit. Spinning babies is awesome. So I, regardless of whether, so that I I understand why you're concerned about that particular midwife not taking a breech baby at home, because there are absolutely safe ways to deliver a breech breech baby at home. So, but I do understand like a lot of midwives don't, but it would be better (laughs) for your wife and just like for everybody If the baby was head down. So Mm. if you want to look into spinning babies and just like other ways to keep the baby in the ideal position, because as she gets farther along and the baby gets bigger inside of the uterus, it's the space gets tighter in there. Right. Mm. So if the baby is in the wrong position, the farther along she goes, the harder it is to flip the baby. But typically, once you're pretty far along and the baby's head down, then it'll just stay head down.
4: Mm. Mm. Is that a thing where you have to get like an x-ray to to know where the the or ultrasound?
3: Yep, so so they do ultrasounds. You also technically don't need an ultrasound in birth. A lot Mm -hmm. of people like doing the 20-week anatomy scan just to make sure that the baby's good, like no heart defects or anything. So typically most people do that. But um, as a midwife, we actually do things called the Leopold's maneuvers. And what we do is we just feel the belly and we kind of start doing that after 24 weeks. So the baby kind of has to be a little bit big so you can feel it. But mm-hmm. we just feel um, on her abdomen with our hands and we can tell the exact position of the oh, baby. Wow. So you, you don't
4: need the tools then. You yeah, can just it's, do it.
3: it's really cool. Like you can literally like feel the baby wow. under her skin. It's amazing.
4: So there you go, Eric. Some uh, Some suggestions for you. Anything yeah. else you want to share?
3: Oh,
2: I was just gonna say, yeah, we've uh, been learning about uh, spinning babies in this class that we've been taking called uh, Mom and Natural, which I would say any new parent probably should take because there's a lot of information in there that we've been learning, um, and that's why I was I was wanting to ask Nikki about that because I thought you could spin the baby during labor. Uh, and I don't know if the it's a little too late at that right. point. right? Um,
3: so you can. That's mainly for what we call OP, which people also know as back labor. If you're a woman listening to this and you've ever had back labor, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That is something you will never forget. It's extremely painful and it's just like a constant backache throughout oh, all of the other pain that's going or not pain, but intensity mm-hmm. that's going on throughout labor but um so a baby that's just kind of flipped in the wrong direction like that way that's a little bit easier to flip during labor Hmm. but flipping the baby from like one like upside down to not upside down is a little bit harder but so there's like different kinds of flipping that can be done during labor but yep
4: there you go, Eric. Good luck, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want. Uh, we've been talking about an NBC poll that's been going on for, looks like, I don't know, a few decades, uh, where they're asking Americans how they feel about various different issues. Specifically, is the country on the wrong track? Well, 72% of Americans in a recent poll, which was conducted probably December, January, somewhere, somewhere recently, Uh, It hasn't really said when, but it was after October because they did the same poll in October when 71% said the country was going in the wrong direction. Now it's 72%, 61% saying their family's income is behind the cost of living. 70% agree with the statement that America has become so polarized that it can no longer solve the major issues facing the country and that those differences will only continue to grow. And if that's what people believe... That is what will be the reality, right? Because yeah. to a large extent, what you believe is what is possible. In Absolutely. Life, right? Like if you don't believe you can fly, meaning people obviously flapping your arms isn't gonna get you anywhere, but you know, people didn't think yeah, you could fly. Yeah, not with
3: that attitude. Right.
4: People <laughs> couldn't people didn't think you could fly before the Wright brothers proved them wrong. And so you have to have that belief. That something is possible. Same thing as what I said at uh, the hearing about independence. I forget exactly what the the guy who was in charge of the hearing said. He said he just didn't think it was possible or something. Yeah. So, well, that's your problem. you got to change your beliefs.
0: Yeah, I said, we don't have a plan. I'm not comfortable with this because there's no plan. Well, whatever the plan is right
3: now, I mean, what we're doing right now in this country is not working. And I think it's so ironic because you have all these people saying that the country's going in the wrong direction, and it's just going to get worse, and it's just going to get more polarized, but all of those people, or most of those people, I'm willing to bet you, would also say that secession wouldn't work.
4: Yeah, so, that's probably so true. So what are we
3: going to do then if we're if we're not going to split up and we're just going in a bad direction and no matter who you elect into power isn't going to fix
0: it, then what do well, we do? Well, they don't they don't believe that. They believe that they can elect the right people. I'm sure that most people still believe that. I don't know. I mean, 70% right say
4: it's it cannot be solved. Say mm. they say the issues cannot be solved due to the polarization and that the differences will only get worse. I mean, that's a great question, Nikki. If people hold these dis, uh, disparate beliefs, they need to figure out a way forward and secession is the peaceful way forward that's going to work. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Thank you to Patrick Easterday who is a supporter of Free Talk Live via the Amps program. You can join it. It's our Patreon over at amps.freetalklive.com. Patrick joined as a gold, which means that he's doing at least 10 bucks a month. So thank you, Patrick, for that. Thank you, Patrick. Definitely appreciate it. It's amps.freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian.
0: It's Bonnie. And Nikki.
4: Once again, that's Amps dot freetalklive.com that takes you right over to our Patreon. We're talking about some interesting numbers here. And I th- I find these to be opt- from my perspective optimistic, right? Like I'm glad yeah. to hear that people are sick and tired of the, you know, they they're seeing that the nation is going in the wrong direction over 72 2% in this uh, NBC news poll and they're saying that they don't think that America could solve meaning the government could solve the issues facing the country, which, by the way, they never could. The, yeah. the government gang created a lot of the issues mm-hmm. facing the country, like the war on drugs Illegal wars all around the world. I mean, putting peaceful people in prison, cells like Ross Ulbricht, uh, Julian Assange, who they want to put in prison for Inflation. 170 years. Inflation, <laughs> terrible, just just, just, just being generally awful. Uh, they've created so many different problems in the United States, and they are not going to ever be the solution to those problems.
0: I don't even know what problems I would have without the government. Probably not very many.
4: You probably have some interpersonal conflicts from time to time. There might be, uh, you know, somebody who did something in your personal life that you don't like or you disagree with, yeah. or somebody trick. somebody saying something to you uh, on the streets about not wearing a mask or whatever. Right? That, like,
0: the mask thing probably wouldn't have happened without government. That's I don't true. think people Honestly, probably wouldn't. I don't yeah. believe that people would have just been like, "This is the only answer, and we must mandate it in our store." And if someone wants to come in and buy clothes in one of the rundown places, in, you know. <laughs> We're- oh yeah,
4: you guys got kicked out of somewhere today, didn't you? Yes, we
0: did. It wasn't down. but we we got we went to three different places and
3: we only got kicked out of one of them. Okay, so mm.
4: they didn't need your business apparently. Yep.
0: I know. I, I said it out loud. I was like, "How can you keep? How can you stay afloat selling clothes in Keene, New Hampshire when you don't let it ever, ever, everyone in?"
4: I guess they're fine just selling to ultra liberals. I guess so. I but mean, are it they is really a-
0: still afloat? like?
4: It is a liberal town.
0: I, know, I guess we'll find out if they close.
3: Yeah,
4: either that, or their owners just have a bunch of money and they don't mm. mind pouring it into keeping their business open when yeah. it's not working.
0: It was one of those clothing stores that could possibly just be like a front because it's like clothes. Oh, that, it looked like clothes and nobody wants to buy. Drugs. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> so, uh,
4: but you you were making a point earlier, Nikki, and about the idea of secession and how you don't think that the people who are frustrated with the status of the United States who don't think that there's any solution also don't see secession as a solution.
3: Yeah, and it's almost like to me people just like want to be upset. Mm. When you give mm. someone a solution sometimes they're like no, that would never work. I just I just want to complain about this. And it's like right. but we can do things like we can live in a prosperous world of peace if you
0: guys would just believe. I think that a lot of it is people want to outsource uh their you know, the solutions to their problems. They just want to live yeah. their life, mm-hmm. like go to work, come home and watch TV. They don't want to have to fix anything, even though it could is possible.
4: Yeah, I and I think you're right about that, Nikki, because we see it within the libertarian movement as well. Yep. Like, oh, you guys aren't getting elected? Well, here's a solution. You could move to New Hampshire. Where we're actually getting elected, where Libertarians are running as Republicans, sometimes Democrats, and winning elections across New Hampshire. We've got over 40 Free Staters, as they're called. These are members of the Free State Project who've migrated here as part of uh, the Freedom Migration. We've got a track record of success. So it's not like some sort of pie-in-the-sky solution of, oh, this might work someday once we can get enough people here. No, we already have a bunch of people. Thousands of people have moved here. Uh, You moved from Massachusetts. I did. I moved from Florida, Bonnie. You moved up from Texas, and the idea is very simple. Libertarian types are too dispersed elsewhere. There are not enough of us per you know one thousand people or whatever. There's just not enough libertarians,
0: and there never will be. I don't think.
4: No, I don't think. I don't think so either. Because there's so many people who believe in the state. There's so many people who believe yeah. in controlling their neighbor and telling everybody else what to do. And and it's it's a sickness, and it's not going to well, go away anytime. And that's soon.
3: fine. You can do that in Massachusetts. <laughs> no doubt but like here we have the possibility to do something greater and we do have strength in numbers
4: well yeah and the point is like we've got the evidence we've got the statistics we've got the election wins under our belt we've got laws that have been repealed we've got you know new freedoms that have been attained like decriminalization of cannabis like concealed carry of a gun without a permit that just happened both of those happened in 2017 same year Uh, And so we've had a, a ton of wins, but yet when you tell these libertarians out there who are bemoaning, oh, can't win, can't get more than 2%, we can't even get on the ballot, you tell these people, oh, here's the solution, they roll their eyes and say, it's too cold. Or, you know, whatever other excuse they have for the for the moment. And it's sort of that same thing of if you don't believe in, you know, doing something, if you don't want to actually take action, if all you want to do is complain, well, there's plenty of time to do that. There'll always be things to complain about. But if you want to actually have an effect, you have to do something about it. You have to you can in this case you can join a movement that's working and tried and true. That's a little different than the secession pitch where it's where we're basically saying, Well, we think this will be great. Yeah. And and I think it will absolutely. I mean, secession has worked around the world. It it anytime it happens, it means there are more choices for people, more of the opportunity to vote with your feet. And so, if it doesn't work out, you can always just leave yeah. and go and somewhere else.
3: The way I see it is, it really can't get any worse.
4: You oh, know what I it mean? Could like get it, worse.
3: I mean, it could, but I just don't see secession. I don't see New Hampshire being an independent nation. Being anywhere near worse oh, as what we're new, dealing with right now. You mean right when now. New
4: Hampshire leaves? I see what yeah, you're saying. I going to say, oh not, no, no,
3: the, this right now. This is going to get worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah.
3: it's worse I than agree. it was yesterday. You know, like it yeah. just keeps inflation. All of these things just keep getting worse and worse and worse. I
0: agree. What What do they think? Or you know, people like Baldessaro, the head of the committee, the other day, they heard the independence bill mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, well, we don't have a plan, so I can't support this." What does he think could possibly get worse? We're about to get. I mean, the United States is about to get a lot worse insofar as poverty once, you know, inflation gets worse, especially if we go to war, because then you got to inflate even more just to go to war. And, you know, people are going to die.
4: Well, people like him, even though he calls himself a Liberty Republican. That was just
0: a straight up lie.
4: Yeah. People like him are central planners. That's why he wants to have a plan. Oh, well, we can't do anything that would result in more freedom. Because we need to plan freedom, according to him,
0: other people's lives.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't work that way. No, uh, the plan would come about if we were to declare independence. We'd have to figure out all the details after that. There's really no way to figure out those details in advance. You can't just sit down with the you know the federal government and hammer out a way to leave. You have to say we're gone, and then figure out how to divvy up the you know the divorce. I think
3: that's a great point that some things cannot be figured out right now. Like some
0: things you need market, uh, sorry, you need market uh, hints
4: for. Market forces?
0: You know, market, uh, what's the word, you know? I'm not sure what you're saying. Instead of hint, market, you know, things that will tell you things about the market. Hmm. There's a word for it and I can't think of it right now. Yeah, you need market Market signals signals? for. Okay. You can't just decide like how we're going to run, you know, things that have to do with money.
4: So, back to the story here from uh, NBCNews.com. They say, again, 70% say America's so polarized it cannot solve the issues facing the country, and those differences will only continue to grow. And again, it's important to remember here, if that's what people believe, and if it's true that 70 percent is basically a super of Americans think that way, then that will continue to manifest into reality. That is what is going to happen. If people believe that people will continue to be more separated and more polarized, we will see more polarization and more separation. And to the end of, of getting people to believe in secession, Nikki, we need to just talk about it. We need like because the more we talk about it, the more real it can become in people's minds. If it's something that they're hearing about not just on the radio, but in you know, at the workplace, at the water cooler, if they're hearing about it at church, if they're hearing about it in different places, it'll become something that they believe is possible. And that's ultimately all that we have to do. We have to just change people's minds to believe that it's possible.
0: And frame it positively because like in Texas, secession gets brought up every once in a while, so like never But it's always framed negatively, like, oh, my crazy uncle believes in secession. Can you believe that?
4: Well, that's how the mainstream media definitely wants to frame it. So that's part of what we're working against. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160. And so we're part of that here, just talking about it, making it normal, making it seem like it's a good idea, because it is. Free Talk Live, phones are open. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
0: And Bonnie. And Nikki.
4: So what could possibly be a better solution to the impasse that people believe? 70% of Americans, according to an NBC News poll, saying that uh, it's the country so polarized it cannot solve the major issues facing the united states and those differences will only continue to grow what could possibly be a better solution than national divorce divorce dc declare independence secession peaceful secession for wherever it is you live what could be a better solution i know you guys don't have an answer but you know <laughs> just ask, asking you know if is, is there anything else out there I don't think there is. If if you know one, give us a call, 603-283-6160. I mean, it's pretty clear the experiment has failed. It took a couple hundred years, but it's finally, I mean, arguably failed many, you know, decades ago. Yeah. But here we are now. This thing is still going forward. It's lumbering forward with this, you know, octogenarian, nearly octogenarian child toucher in the the federal government. Uh, head office and you know he's not any worse or better than the guy before him and the people before him Uh, they're all just a bunch of psychopaths who want to force their way upon us and force us to pay for their wars and putting people in prison and so on
0: well one answer to your question that people give it's not a good answer um is you can always go to another country if you don't like it here but there's not another country on earth that isn't you know run by a government
4: well, that's true and also 70 percent of americans aren't going to move to another country right, right? Yeah. like that's not even an option yeah
0: but people say it to like me for example like i wrote an article about how brody deshaies was lying at the secession hearing the other day that's
4: a state representative who loves the the empire
0: empire yes um and one of the comments from one of the typical trolls that mm-hmm. always comes over on freekeen.com was saying bonnie well why can't you answer me this What country is better? Why don't you... I was like, there isn't one. That's why we need to create a whole new one. I mean, I didn't say anything. There
4: are some places that are better on some things, right? Like, so some places have more economic freedom than the United States. Other places may have more freedom in in other areas, but...
0: Is there a country that has more economic freedom other than Hong
4: Kong? Well, Hong Kong's not really a country, but uh, Singapore, I believe, ranked higher than the U.S. Hmm. Um, I think that New Zealand did, which is not good on personal freedoms,
0: and neither is Singapore. No, Singapore so that's what I was going to say. Like, if if somebody says, "Oh, you can just move to Hong Kong," they have better economic freedom. They're about to become China. for one Switzerland,
4: thing. I think, also was better than the United States on that that list. There are a few different lists out there, and the U.S. is they're usually bad about like, other
3: things. Like, and that's the thing too. Like, nobody's per or no country rather is perfect on everything as no, far not. as personal liberties and freedoms go. So.
0: There's not a country I can go into and actually be free, so nope, why wouldn't isn't. we just create one where we can like yeah. it has been tried.
4: By contrast, twenty seven percent agree with the statement that despite the nation's strong partisan differences, the country always comes together to solve the greatest challenges. I don't know. Only twenty seven percent. that's a significant shift from when this question was last asked in twenty ten, when fifty percent said that America always comes together in tough I, times. I mean well, especially
3: after the past elections. Mm. I mean, that was very, very divisive for this country. So
0: it's not that I believe that the country should come together and solve things when we already don't agree with each other. It's just that that's never been true. Like, why would anybody believe that?
4: Yeah, the, I think that they only really believe it when it's like, there's a hurricane coming through, and right? the people come down with the sandbags, and they got the the Red Cross, they're handing out food. When there's some sort of a disaster, when the U.S. government decides to go to war, usually both of the political sides will fall in, and they'll say, yeah, rah, rah, drop them bombs! And then they think, like, oh, okay, well, we're we're together on this thing, even hmm. though they're constantly sniping at one another over the the little details. Oh, well, the general so and so did this and he was wrong about that and if it weren't if it weren't the democrats who were in charge, then we republicans would have done this war better. And of course, the republicans say the opposite thing. So, but that is generally what they they will do is if there's some sort of disaster or crisis, then it they they appear as though they're working together, but within a matter of weeks, if not, you know, days, They're already attacking one another over it. So, yeah, it's totally an illusion. The uh, story here continues, though. And on the state of democracy, a whopping 76 percent of Americans, including seven out of 10 Democrats, Republicans and independents, believe there is a threat to democracy and majority rule in this country.
3: What was the percentage on that?
4: Over seven, uh, 70%. So 76% okay. of Americans believe there is a threat to democracy. And what does that even mean? I don't even know. I don't well, know if these people know. The
0: Republicans believe that the voting machines are being uh, messed with. And mm-hmm. then the Democrats believe that Joe Biden, or not Joe Biden, Trump ordered somebody to go attack the oh. Capitol. So they both think democracy is under, under attack, attack. Right. but for different reasons.
4: With fewer than 300 days till the November midterms, the NBC News poll finds 47% of registered voters saying they prefer a Democrat-controlled Congress, while 46% want Republicans in charge. That's essentially unchanged from October. Republicans, though, enjoy a double-digit advance on enthusiasm ahead of the November elections, with 61% of Republicans saying they're very interested in the upcoming midterms. And that's only 47% of Democrats who say the same.
3: But that's only because there's a Democrat in office right now. So, so it's motivating that's, to them. That's always what happens. It's yep. when there's a Republican in office, the Democrats are like, oh, we got to go vote. Vice versa. It's never for real reasons, you know.
4: What are the top issues, according to the respondents? Uh, combined, 42% say it's the uh, jobs and the economy. The coronavirus at 29%, voting rights and election integrity at 25%, the cost of living at 23%, and border security and immigration at 22%. So those are the, those are the people who said those issues were their number one uh, concern out there. Among Democrats, their top issue was coronavirus, whereas Republicans' top issue was jobs and the economy. So if you want to comment here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I think that ultimately your analysis here, Bonnie, is correct. You know, these people, for the most part, even though they're upset, even though they're angry, they are divided, these are generally just not going to be people that we're going to be able to sway to liberty. These are all people who want to control the other side. They want to tell the other side what to do. They want to create the the regulations, the rules, the taxes. They want to create their perfect state, and they're never going to get it. Mm. Not out of, not out of D.C., but they can come closer to it with secession. The red states can get redder. The blue states can get bluer. California can have a you know total communist paradise or whatever. Texas can have a total crackdown on personal freedoms. And the people who want to live in those places should go to those places,
0: and honestly, some of the bigger states need to separate within themselves, like
4: you think there should be like multiple parts of Texas yeah, I separated? feel
0: I feel bad for the people who live have always lived in Texas and have always had like a very very Texan mindset of mm-hmm. like you know you know even even though it's not something I agree with, but it's small government or whatever. They're being invaded right now by Californians who are like, hey, I didn't like the overrunning of the homeless in Los Angeles, but you know, I still think blah, 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 stupid liberal ideas and they're ruining Texas for Mm -hmm. the Texans that were already there. They should just break off to where the big cities are their own things. Like San Antonio, Austin, Dallas and Houston should not be running the people's lives who live in like small places
4: yeah Austin is known as a blue city in Texas, and it's not, are, a, yeah. not at all like the rest of the state,
0: and
3: I think that's typically how it is, right that in is. every state it's yeah. you know the cities are super liberal, and people that live in the country are generally more either freedom minded or just you know more conservative.
0: Yep. yeah I was thinking about it when you were talking about Massachusetts earlier. they should split in half the right West western side.
3: mass eastern mass.
4: These are all fine ideas uh, and i I would love to see you know movements, Going in that direction, the more secessionist movements we have, the more conversations there are going to be about it. And, of course, that was the whole point behind the New Hampshire independence bill was to get a conversation started. And, by the way, it's not over yet. Mm. Uh, We're hearing that the bill is going to be heard on the floor of the state house coming up in roughly two, maybe three weeks from now. Yeah, like
0: February 15th.
4: Yeah, February 15th. It's going to be in front of the full house. Uh, there's apparently going to be some level of support for it. And there's talk about maybe we should get the secessionists out there to do a rally outside of this particular event. I
3: think that's a great idea. Make
4: it so all 400 state reps have to walk through like a gauntlet of independent supporters, you know, not being mean to them or anything like that, <laughs> but just to let them know we're there and that we're watching and we'd like them to let people vote because that's all that we're asking them to do is just let people vote on the question, see what they have to say. The number here is 603-283-6160. Coming up, food shortages. nikki has got an update on that situation. And is Walmart going to finally be getting into cryptocurrency? Bonnie's got that story. And your calls are welcome about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs.
6: You guys really are having an
1: impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of...
4: You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS.freetalklive.com.
5: Free Talk Live.
4: free talk live you can join us here phones are open you can bring up whatever's on your mind the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 coming up here tonight is walmart going to be launching their own cryptocurrency are they going to be getting into the world of digital currencies cryptocurrencies we can talk about that plus food shortages and there's just so much to discuss. Plus, it looks like Facebook is abandoning their cryptocurrency project after years of working on it and talking about it and negotiating with the state. They're calling it quits. But Nikki, you had a story about the shortages. We've been covering those uh, on occasion here on Free Talk Live. We've talked about you know grocery store shelves being somewhat empty. Yep. Uh, at least around here, we were seeing just in the last two weeks, there were just very light shelves at one of the grocery stores here in town. And it's not just there. There have been a few empty. Like we were just at Aldi, which is an international grocer, discount grocer here in in Keene. They're based out of Germany. There have been a couple freezers that have been basically almost empty for the yeah. past couple of, uh, I don't know, three months at least, it seems like. I so remember we noticed it kind of around Thanksgiving when you know a lot of people were talking about turkeys were hard to find. And there's been one freezer that has been broken ever since then. They haven't bothered to replace it. So that's So they must weird, not need it. Right? Yeah. Clearly they don't need it. And then in at least two of the other freezers, there was one of them today where if you were going to reach in to get product, you would have to reach all the way to the bottom of the freezer because there's virtually nothing in this one freezer. In another freezer, it was very light on product. Another one was mostly filled with just French fries because they obviously didn't have anything else that they could put in that. Yeah, place. And
0: that's been a problem for months
4: that's what I was saying. Yeah, it's right. been it's been a few months uh, that that's been going on here. Some places it's worse in you know in yeah. certain food product categories or whatever. So uh, and we we talked about how there's different factors in play on this. The news media likes to blame it. on, Oh, it's coronavirus. There's people that can't come to work because they're sick, so therefore factories are running slow. Mm-hmm. But we also know that there's a lot of professional drivers out there, truck drivers who they're not working at all. And it doesn't have to do with because they're sick. It has to do with they don't want to jump through all the stupid hoops that the government is mandating. For instance, to be an over-the-road trucker to go across the border now, you have to have a vaccine uh, in to get into Canada. If you're a Canadian trucker or a Mexican trucker, now you have to be vaccinated to come into the United States. That just went into play over the weekend.
3: Yeah, and it's not going too well because we no. have thousands of truck drivers protesting right now. There's... A, there's I think it was six hundred and fifty trucks that are leaving from South Carolina, going up to Canada. That's crazy, right now.
4: Wow! To protest,
3: to stand in solidarity with the Canadian truck drivers that are protesting.
4: That's amazing. They can,
0: you know, shut down the capital with that.
4: I had heard. Yeah, that, they're going
0: to shut down North America with that.
4: <laughs> well, I had heard that there were going to be some American truck drivers that were joining the Canadian protest. I didn't realize it was hundreds from just one location. I had yep. no idea.
0: I didn't even think about Americans joining. I heard that it was like sixty-five tr- or sixty-five thousand people, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Sixty-five
4: and I, t- thousand drivers. Yeah, drivers in was, Canada.
0: Yeah, that was in Canada,
3: and I think. I read something that said they only have like a little over a hundred thousand. So, I, over That's unbelievable. Half, I don't buy Over it. half of them
0: are protesting it's right unbelievable. now.
4: Unbelievable. Where are they getting that number from?
0: Because yeah, if you, knows? if your future of your job is, you know, completely, you know, the future is gone. Mm-hmm. Why not just go protest? I think that it's very believable. <sighs>
4: Yeah, it just seems it's there were some guys. It's like in a our, last
0: ditch effort, honestly.
4: Like even the guys in our chat room over at chat.freetalklive.com, com, the on air chat room. Patrols. Even the even the ones that are that are like pro Canada, live in Canada, they're all about this trucker protest. Even <sighs> they were saying, Yeah, fifty thousand that's not realistic. Do it's they just live not gonna in Canada? Happen. Yeah. The, the ones that live in Canada are in favor of this protest. They're behind the truckers. They were begging for us to talk about it on mm-hmm. the air. He agreed. The 50, somebody, claiming, somebody else claimed 50,000. I hadn't even heard the 60,000. But that's just so many. That, yeah. That's just... It would be unbelievable if that happened. It'd a few awesome. hundred... You know, several thousand? That'd be a great protest. Like, that yeah. alone would be huge... Uh, several hundred would be enough to block the roads into any major city i mean you don't need if it's a six lane road all you need six drivers yeah uh you know you can you can block that road the old uh, polish roadblock technique now it's a little bit of an you know uh offensive name i guess but the idea behind the polish roadblock is you get six cars if it's a six lane road or however how many lanes you got and they all go the same speed as oh like you go like 10 miles me, like, an hour <laughs>
0: uh, car rage anxiety. no not oh, anxiety rage. rage
4: yeah so i i don't know what their plan is whether they're just going to park on the streets or they're going to actually move because if they're moving then it's not technically disorderly conduct yeah Although they can still arrest them for you know, yeah, not for going whatever fast they want, enough, right? you know? Yeah, minimum- you can get
0: pulled over for going too slow. Yeah,
4: there's minimum speeds on on interstates and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. And it's out. like
0: left lane is passing only in some right. places. So. Yeah.
4: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But what do you have, Nikki, on the latest on the various different supply issues?
0: So, before
3: I even get into this, I was looking just to do a little bit more research. I mean, I've been following the food shortages for a very long time, Mm -hmm. and I've kind of been suspecting that we would see some this winter. And a bunch of news is coming out today about a CO2 shortage. They use it to keep produce fresh and to treat meats and things like that. Oh boy! So that's their newest excuse on the food shortage. You know, there's there's some realistic reasons like the the vaccine mandates and stuff like that that mm. make sense for the food shortage, but for they the media just wants to blame it on coronavirus and now they have this new scapegoat, the CO two, something about a CO two deal that hasn't gotten signed off on and it's expiring. Mm. So they're just kind of grasping at straws to make it seem like something other than what it truly is
4: well I mean maybe it it is this right I mean if for instance we've heard about there's specific parts that are getting harder to find that go into manufacturing things
0: mm-hmm. right yeah. so
4: some somebody was saying oh we can't get tissue paper I think you were yeah. at like a Joanne's fabric or something it
0: wasn't I, I was talking about a video I saw but yeah
4: but that kind of store, like they can't get these tissue. Well, that's also true for manufacturers that use the tissue paper in their product, whatever it is they're making, right? So like, you know, you buy some sort of frilly thing at a, at a girly shop and it yeah. comes in tissue paper. Well, like you need that to make the product look good, right? To have yeah. the, the nice presentation. If they can't get it, then they can't put their product together in the way. So it might delay the product coming together. Same thing with the CO2. It may yeah. be that the CO2 is being bottled. I'm just speculating here, right? Like yeah. I don't know who makes the CO2 or why there's a there's a shortage. But it may be that it's let's just say the bulk of it comes from China. Let's just say the bulk of it is you know being shipped over on cargo ships from China and it's just sitting out in the ocean right now because in- Joe
0: Biden sent a bunch of trucks or not trucks, um, boats out into the ocean to make it look like he did something about the.
4: Boats. No, outside. I don't know if he sent boats into the ocean. I have not heard, I heard that. What boats would he have sent in, into the ocean?
0: This is what my boss was telling me. He said that during the time that uh, Joe Biden was like, oh, we'll just have them running 24 hours a day. Um, and then, you know, look, I fixed it. He just sent a bunch of them away.
4: Oh, OK. Um, I don't know about the, the details there. I know that they did turn the port to 24 hours, but it hasn't made any difference whatsoever mm-hmm. because there's not enough truck drivers to pick up the, the the cargo so they can move. Even if the port of Los Angeles all of a sudden starts moving at full capacity or tw- or double capacity, there's not twice as many truckers out there who can come and pick up the, the loads. And prior to them going 24 hours, there were already 15 uh, cargo containers for every one truck truck. That was able to pull into the facility. Yeah. yeah, so it's just So they're way overloaded. Impossible. They don't have enough. They and, just like
0: split their hours throughout the day, and that's you know the same amount of workers. So. And
4: there's literally a hundred cargo ships out off the you know, off the port. So if he sends them somewhere else, they're just gonna end up in another port where there's also a backlog of cargo ships. So if that's where the CO2 is sitting on one of these cargo ships. Who knows when it's going to get in here? Uh, The number is 603 283 6160. And if this is a necessary component to getting meat on people's shelves, then you may see a serious issue. You've got more about the story on the way. This is Free Talk Live. It is free talk live and you can bring up whatever you want the number here is 603-283-6160 we're talking about some of the supply issues hitting in this case the food industry but just in general uh the shipping business the backups at the ports i do have actually updated stories about that i just pulled them up so we can talk about the current situation which doesn't appear to be any better than it was two months ago uh, with you tonight, it's Ian.
0: It's Bonnie and Nikki.
4: And don't forget, you can help support people who are in dire need of assistance. People in Bomet and Califi counties in Kenya. People in what is considered extreme poverty. We're not talking about American poverty, where you got like five cell phones, two computers, a bunch of TVs. Third world. No, we're talking about serious, real poverty, where you barely even have water to drink. You got to walk for miles to get it. That kind of that kind of a life. Uh, if you want to help these people out, you can go to give.freetalklive.com. Give Directly is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients who are in need and they use mobile money to send them cash with no strings attached. In the last decade, Give Directly has delivered over $400 million to over a million people. And this helps people who get direct cash, who are in extreme poverty. They get employment. They get nutrition, health, education. They get to decide for themselves how to spend the money. If that's something that is valuable to you and you want to help these folks out, go to give.freetalklive.com and know that we are matching your contributions up to a total of $30,000. So please head over to give.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Nikki, you were telling us that there's some sort of a deal for for carbon dioxide, CO2, and... There's something fell through. What what exactly is going on here? So it
3: seemed like the U.S. must be subsidizing the CO2 because it's very expensive and high energy prices. And a deal is expiring January 31st. And with just days until January 31st, they Mm -hmm. still haven't secured a new negotiation. So the food and beverage industry is concerned that this will cause food shortages and beverage shortages worse than what we're already already seeing. So I'm not, that might be true. It just, to me, seems like a sort of scapegoat and it Hmm. doesn't seem like, it just seems like if they wanted to, they would come to an agreement. And why is this happening so last second? And it might just be a way for them to cover up all of the other reasons for the
0: for the sh- for the shortages, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like a scapegoat. Anytime the gov- I mean, the media um, is making a big deal about just one little thing, I'm always just like, what is their goal here?
3: Well, and that's the thing too. So I've been monitoring this for a long time, and just today, as I was looking through more current news, that's all I could find was like the trucks, and then I saw like six or seven articles on the CO2. I'm like, is that really that big? That and they were all from today, so.
4: And is this an issue in the US cuz I'm yes, seeing a story yes. from the BBC about it so it's ha- it's happening here too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what
3: I'm seeing is from the US.
4: Interesting. So I didn't
3: know it was happening elsewhere, so yeah, So that also kind of raises a concern too cuz I the
4: same story is being spread elsewhere.
3: Yeah, so I don't know. I'm just it's hard to always trust the media. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Oh, it's certainly, and of course, the government runs the BBC, so that's yeah. worth, worth mentioning here. But they claim in this story that this this crisis was averted last year in the UK when the government stepped in to broker a three month price fixing deal between CO two producers and the industry. Why would they need the government to step in to cut a deal for business? To I mean,
0: force somebody to do something. Yeah, I was going to say want to do. You're either yeah. willing
4: to pay whatever the price they're asking, or you're not. Uh, quote, we're concerned with just days now remaining before that agreement comes to an end. So, also the same January 31st yep. deadline here in uh, the UK. And there will be further CO2 shortages once again, said the Food and Drink Federation. Quote, this could lead to shortages in the products we find on our supermarket shelves, adding further pressures to families already coping with high food price inflation. Now, again, inflation the mainstream media always gets this wrong is an increase in the money supply prices going up is a symptom of inflation not that prices going up is not inflation it is a <laughs> symptom uh, so they talk about how co2 is actually produced Is very brief overview waste gases from the chemical industry are captured so like manufacturing plants that capture yeah. those gases they then extract co2 from those gases and then put it in those big tanks you know like uh, bonnie you work at a convenience store where there's probably a co2 tank behind yep. the the counter running the uh, the drink stand mm-hmm. right so i wonder if i wonder if your boss has heard anything about this if the you know the rumor is getting around that come in the next few weeks there may be uh, no more fizzy drinks available for americans
0: and it's really gonna get real no doubt yeah some people that might be their line in the sand
4: right where it pushes them over the edge mountain
0: dew fanatics all of a sudden (laughs) they start paying
4: attention to uh to what's going on the u.s fertilizer firm cf industries makes 60 percent of the uk's commercial carbon dioxide
3: oh so i'm wondering if that was the tie to the u.s
4: maybe so uh, sixty percent is a big chunk. And I saw uh,
3: and I saw a couple articles about the fertilizer as well.
4: Well, they uh, so. apparently they get this uh, the CO two by producing ammonia. It's a byproduct of making ammonia. So they they basically bottle up the byproduct yeah. and sell that as another product that they do.
0: Wow, this is kind of freaking me out. I know.
3: I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> drink soda water anymore. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, right. Sparkling water is also yeah. uh, doing this as well. So, yep. anyway, I used if you, to
0: be an addict of that,
4: if you're in the business and you can shine some extra light on exactly what's going on with this situation, feel free to uh, to weigh in here at 603-283-6160. But since we were talking about the shipping thing, Bonnie, uh, you'd mentioned that the ships were sent away. Now hmm. that I believe was true to the extent that they were they were told uh, to go to other ports, but there's still a huge backlog. The Mm. ships have not gone away. They've just distributed around the rest of the country. And an update here from the Wall Street Journal. Imports are tumbling as the nation's busiest container port complex... Uh, at the nation's busiest container port complex, even as the backup of ships, is breaking records. Combined inbound volume fell about 14% in Los Angeles and Long Beach ports. Compared with a year ago in December, according to preliminary data, it was the fourth straight month of year-over-year declines. That was even as the backlog of container ships off the coast of Southern California kept growing. The queue of vessels waiting to enter the port complex rose past 100 ships during December, according to the Marine Exchange, and reached a record of 109 ships in early January. So it is not getting better. It is getting worse. And I forget the number of... There was like a certain number of cargo containers that is tends to be on these ships uh, but as of the time we first talked about this probably back in November when there they were estimated at like 60 something ships that were backed up the numbers were as many as like half a million to a million cargo containers out there sitting on those ships and those things have all kinds of different products yeah. in them coming from China and you know other parts of the world that if you ordered like a dishwasher or something like that you're just gonna have to wait.
3: Well, I was actually personally affected by this. We were we ordered a birthing pool for mm-hmm. our business. Okay. And it has been over 2 months wow. and it has still not came in. To and the point no where tape? we had plastic or something. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's to the point where we had to buy a new uh, order a different one. Wow. And that still hasn't came in, so it's just like wow. they're probably stuck on the cargo ships. There's
4: more coming up here at 603 283 You can join us and bring up whatever's on your mind if you want to weigh in on the supply chain issues. You can. It's free talk live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us if you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Bonnie, and Nikki in the studio. And you can bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. We are talking about the supply chain situation, which just keeps getting worse. And if you really want to find out the cause of these problems, blame the government. Look at the government gang. Look at how they have created them. And
0: Seriously, all my problems are because of the government.
4: Number one, guess who runs the ports? Yep. The government runs the ports. Number two, who's telling the truckers that they can't work because they have to get vaccinated? And what percentage of truckers is all about freedom? There's a huge percentage of truckers all yeah. about freedom. So when you tell truckers that they can't work unless they get vaccinated a bunch of truckers would be like well you know i've been thinking about retiring so i'm done and then no one else wants to take that position that's why you've got a ton of product coming off of these ports but no trucks to actually pick them up and now even fewer are going to be available because the international truckers are being told they have to have vaccines so it's caused it in those ways. It's, of course, caused the, uh, the issues with all the various different coronavirus restrictions in so many different industries that have restricted things. I mean, there's just so many different factors. Inflation, of course, on top of everything else, making it more and more difficult to just feed yourself. And there's, I mean, the state is the problem. Coronavirus isn't the reason for this. If it were just some people getting the flu or getting a cold, which is basically what we're talking about with coronavirus, it would be completely unremarkable because every year we go through flu and cold season and every year tens of thousands of people die prior to, you know, prior to COVID-19 and it was barely even worth a newspaper headline. And now all of a sudden it's this huge problem. And all of life has to be completely modified. Well, those are some of the reasons why you've got these supply issues.
0: Yeah, I think that nowadays a lot of people aren't actually afraid of the virus. They just are thinking we have to get back to normal. But they can't put their finger on what the issue is. The issue isn't the people not wearing masks or not getting vaccinated. The issue is literally the government. And and I don't think most people are afraid of the coronavirus anymore.
3: I don't think so either because I think most people have gotten it. Mm,
0: and At this point... It. Or at least known people who
3: have. Yeah, And I think especially with the new Omicron variant, it seems like to be very mild. So Mm. everybody I know that has gotten it has been fine. But they're like, like I had one girl tell me the other day, oh, but you know, I'm a preschool teacher and like, I'm going to wear my mask today because I can't afford to be at home longer, you know? So she, Mm. she was so afraid of getting, just getting contagious and bringing it to the school. And she also said that there were, I think, 14 kids that tested positive or something like that. Hmm. None of them were sick. They were all healthy, asymptomatic. So the the kids aren't getting sick, but they're still not allowed to go to school. And it's really the issue here is the mass testing.
0: Hey, I was going to say, who knows if they those kids even really had it. They probably yeah. took a PCR test, which is yeah. proven to well, be ineffective. And, and now they're mailing out the tests to people's door.
3: The yeah, The I've U.S. post office is mailing out four tests per household. <laughs> So who knows
0: if those are real? And have you seen the little test? It literally looks like a pregnancy test. I just can't see how that would be accurate. Imagine if we were always like every week testing to make sure we didn't have tuberculosis. Like nobody does that. People who don't have a symptom never used to test for a sickness. It's ridiculous. It's like a
4: psychosis. It's just crazy. So I was just sharing with you some of the updates here on the shipping situation because that's one of the reasons why things are back Back ordered and backlogged. You're not being able to order things or get it delivered within any decent amount of time is because they literally can't move them off the ships fast enough. And now in this month, there's been a new record reached outside of the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach with 109 ships exceeding the previous record set in December of 100 ships. Uh, so, it's getting worse, not better. Shipping industry officials, according to the Wall Street Journal, say factors that triggered big bottlenecks earlier in 2021 persisted through December and are continuing into 2022. Ships cannot unload quickly because the terminals are full of containers. Truckers can't pick up loads due to a shortage of drivers and the steel trailers used to pull boxes. Guess which country makes steel? China. China. Of course. Warehouses near the ports and at nearby logistics hubs are short of workers and don't have space for more deliveries. Port congestion is a major worry for the Biden administration. The backups are exacerbating supply chain delays and driving up shipping costs that are contributing to inflation, reaching its highest level in Mm -hmm. decades. Again, mainstream media always getting it wrong. Shipping costs are going up because of inflation.
0: You think they're getting it wrong or lying?
4: I think they just get it wrong. I think that most of these people went to government school, and when I went to government school, I remember they taught that inflation is a rise in price.
0: Man, they never even like brought up an idea about like inflation nope, yep. or anything like that. Oh, when you I was guys in didn't school. take economics, I did take economics. They didn't talk about. They didn't inflation. talk about. And nope. <laughs> and I took like I took economics and a financial literacy class. Yep. And wow. they for sure did not mention that. So well,
4: again, they lied to me. And so they lie to these kids in the journalism classes and then they send them out into the world believing that every price rise is inflation. And it's not. But anyway, uh, the spokesperson for the uh, spokesperson for the Department of Transportation said ports have made progress in recent months in speeding up the movement of some import containers from terminals and truckyards or to truck yards and warehouses. But rather than freeing up space, however, the boxes filling up the dockside terminals have been replaced with empty containers waiting for shipment back to Asia said Jim McKenna, the chief executive of the Pacific Maritime Association, which represents the terminal operators. He said five to ten of the roughly 35 ships at berths on a typical day aren't even being unloaded because terminals don't even have the space to put the boxes. He says the congestion has gotten worse in recent weeks because of a surge of COVID-19 cases among longshore workers, truckers, and warehouse staff so far this month around 1700 west coast dock workers have tested positive for the virus that is more longshore covid cases than in all of 2021 but again as you pointing out uh you know, Nikki, and you were trained as a nurse. Yeah. Uh, this is not something that is killing people. That's why no. they keep talking about the cases.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember, oh. two
4: years ago, it was all about the deaths.
3: Yeah, now it's just positive, 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 right. positive cases.
4: So, how many of the 1,700 doc workers that tested positive were actually sick? Probably one. Some of them were. <laughs> you
3: know, yeah. Okay. Like, maybe like two.
4: But you know what they're doing. They're going to mandate yeah. that they all stay home. Oh, everyone's got COVID. You got yeah. COVID. Oh, oh you're not, you don't even have a runny nose. Well, you still have to stay home. Yeah.
3: Meanwhile, nurses are actually sick and they have to come into work in. after five days. So, yep. but but I couldn't go to work because I'm unvaccinated. Right. right? So, I'm, I'm so dangerous. Totally makes sense. Yeah.
4: The slump in inbound volume capped a year in which the port complex broke records with massive imports in Southern California in 2021. The two ports combined handled the equivalent of 10.1 million containers, which is a 12% increase compared to the previous record set in 2018. So despite the delays, they're actually moving more product than they were in 2018. It's just the there's just not enough truckers. Literally, that's one of the hugest breaks in this chain is that the truckers just aren't there to uh, to pick it up. Yeah. And what's going to change that? I, they're so highly regulated and now they're more regulated than they've ever been.
0: England just uh, got rid of all regulations for masks. and or they I did. I don't know if it's regulations is the right word. Why Why is the United States behind? So, but did they do it for vaccine mandates too? I believe
4: they did. Yeah, the, yeah, the vaccine cool. passports are no longer a requirement. Obviously, a business could still require them yeah. on their own volition, but the government gang is no longer mandating them. But that wouldn't like with
3: this issues with the truckers, that wouldn't be an issue, you know, like if some store on main streets like you have to have a mask or vaccine pass to come in. That's that's not really going to affect anything large scale. But when you tell all the truckers that they need to be vaccinated, mm-hmm. and most of the truckers don't want to get vaccinated and are refusing to, say no. then I mean that's just going to cause really big issues, and I think I think it's going to get much worse.
4: Yeah, and I'd be interested in hearing from somebody uh, who's in the professional driving industry because you've got the kinds of the there's like kind of two kinds of drivers that I'm aware of. There's the kind that works for a corporation and they run they drive a company truck. And then there's the owner-operators, the ones that are hired out by various different companies. They have their own trucks. Those are the ones that are way more independent. Those are the ones who can just say, you know, I'm just going to take my truck home and we'll just park it there. And then if you change the rules and make it friendly and give me a bonus, maybe I'll come back. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160. You can weigh in on Free Talk Live. Talk live, and you can join us if you want. You can take control of the airwaves here. The number is 603 283 6160, especially if you are in the business of moving things, logistics, getting things from one place to the next. Uh, we're talking about how the backups are uh, serious, pretty serious out there, with now over a 100 ships, cargo ships, uh, just waiting out uh, of the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach. The story over at the Wall Street Journal is uh, kind of updating us on this here. And, of course, one of the biggest problems is there's just not enough professional drivers who are available to pick up the cargo containers. So even if they could move the containers off the ships faster, there's nowhere to put them because, again, not enough trucks are there to, to grab them. And, uh, you know, talk to the, the professional drivers and ask them why they're not there. Why are they rather, Why would they rather stay home than go to work? I mean these guys are some of the most dedicated people. Yeah. Um I forget who wh- who it was it said this the other day, but like look at a thing. Whatever you're looking at was probably brought to you at some point on a truck. Yeah, absolutely. One of these guys or gals driving these trucks, I mean these they're truly the American heroes, right? Yeah. Like they're and not just America, but in every country on the the planet, we need these people. And that's why it's really interesting to see what's going on in Canada where there are some say Tens of thousands, but suffice it to say our chat guys have been crunching the numbers on some of these ridiculous claims about the number of truckers going to Ottawa, Canada to converge on the capital of Canada on the 29th in in just a few days. Uh, Somebody posted, Chantel in the chat at chat.freetalklive.com, posted a tweet from someone claiming that there are 15,000 truckers coming from California, 10,000 from Michigan, 5,000 from Ohio, seven uh, and just going on. Lot. It's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. just on its face. Uh, as he says, there's zero chance this is even remotely true. He says, I'd be shocked if there were any coming from the United States since they Neither. have to be vaccinated well, to do I, that.
3: I did see that video of truck drivers claiming that they were going from South Carolina yeah. to Canada. But you're right. And the claim was there was
4: hundreds of them?
3: 650.
0: I think that Which is oddly kind of specific, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one thing to just say that it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, this might be a last ditch effort. For a lot of people, I mean, it's it's literally this is the line in the sand for a lot of people.
4: Sure, but why would that many truckers from the United States go up to Canada? And, and as was pointed out, number one, they have to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, so the how true would they freedom, get there? Yeah, the true freedom-loving truckers are not well, going. Some
0: people who have gotten vaccinated now realize that oh well, that was a scam. They're not letting us go back normal, and yeah. I got vaccinated. That's true. true. In fact, I was just telling Nikki on the break. I saw something where somebody said that they are now calling double vaccination. Vaccinated people booster hesitant.
4: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But we kind
3: of predicted this, right? That the uh that the people who weren't quadruple vaccinated would start to get targeted, you know. Sure. It's
4: Oh now they're the yeah, problem.
3: So, yeah, so it's like the, the three times vaxxed versus the two times vaxxed, you know? But
4: so some Anyways. of these guys are doing some math here on the uh, the claim. So there's one claim here from Sudbury.com. The truck convoy stretched for 70 kilometers as it headed into northwestern Ontario, according to a spokesperson. Now presumably this is being observed, right? Like yeah. there are there are people along the path in Canada from Vancouver over to Ottawa that are watching this happen. They're timing, you know, okay, how long does it take from the start of the convoy to the very end of the convoy? How long is this thing? Hmm. And uh, Baraka 66 calculated that is 318 trucks if they are bumper to bumper, uh, claiming that a semi is 72 feet long, 22 meters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So whether he's got the, the math right on that, it yeah, sure as hell isn't 60,000 so, trucks.
3: And that's the thing. So, like, let's think about this. Would it even be possible for 60,000 trucks to be on the road together doing this in Ottawa or on the way to Ottawa.
4: I Do don't Do you think it. that
3: that is even possible?
4: He actually adjusted his numbers here by a factor of 10, 3,180, which is okay, a still, ton, right? Like that's still huge. a lot
3: less than 60,000.
4: Yeah, but if there's 3,000 trucks going to Ottawa, that's more than enough to shut yeah. down all the major streets and completely sh- shut down the city. So that if that were true would be very impressive. Uh, The idea that there would be as many coming from the United States, I find to be completely unbelievable. And I'll believe it when I see it. In fact, one of them points out here uh, that this is a setup. Chantel says it is they're setting up everyone for disappointment. So that way, when only five thousand or five hundred to a thousand Canadian Hmm. trucks show up, it's played off like no big deal when it is a big big deal.
3: deal. Hmm. Yeah, that's actually a great
0: point. That is a good point.
4: So if you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. Is there more to say about this supply situation? You pretty much I have a, I have a
3: little bit more, more? about go, the go supply as far as groceries go. So yeah. this article says, does it ever feel like we're in some kind of weird time loop conveyor belts? Like we thought we already lived through the grocery shortage period of the coronavirus pandemic, but here we are again, standing at the grocery store, this time in our N95 masks. Speak for yourself. Not me. <laughs> Stair- staring at bare shelves. Wondering what we're going to cook when half of the things on our list is out of stock. (laughs) Imagine being a restaurateur. It's not just a matter of trying to swap ingredients. They're still trying to keep their business afloat and customers happy. Yet somehow they're still hospitable and generous enough to share their learnings in ways that can help us when we are cooking at home. So then it goes on to say, the supply chain issues is ongoing and has been for a while. Not only were these ships stuck in harbors, but restaurants everywhere were going through in uh through issues with curbside, with everybody needing gloves and masks and to-go containers. And of course, prices went up even though you could when you could get items.
4: Oh yeah, the restaurant tours in the area have been ex- expl- expressing that they're seeing doublings in yeah. the costs of some of their products. I remember the Damn. guy running the Indian food place apparently was complaining because like a bag of you know, onions that yeah. would have cost him fourteen dollars is now twenty nine dollars. Oh yeah. And so he, he's had to raise his prices and so is everyone else. Yeah,
3: and this this brings up a really interesting point that is overlooked by most. Restaurants use gloves to cook their food right to mm. to prepare food a lot of the times mm-hmm. and with everybody you know buying gloves to wear you know to drive down the street when they don't really need them <laughs> yeah. apparently gloves have gone up from 40 dollars to 150 for like a so, big
4: box of them or something yeah, yeah. so
3: even just and I actually kind of came across that myself because I wow. was looking for gloves for work and I'm thinking are they really this expensive like I mm. would think that a box of 100 gloves would be like five bucks but Not they were anymore. they were like $20. Wow. Yeah, so that's I didn't ridiculous. but yeah, so food supplies have been drastically impacted as well. One of their primary purveyors has eliminated Sunday deliveries and second runs. That allowed same day orders and pushed back the uh, the orderings cut off time making Already precarious situation, even more difficult.
4: So they're talking about the food supplier there, so like yeah. a Cisco yep. or U.S. Food Service or whatever their, their name is, the, the big two, uh, making it harder to get product, doing fewer deliveries. Yeah. We're, hey, we're only coming once a week. Which is know? probably
3: because they don't have enough staff.
4: That's probably true. They don't have so enough drivers. It's not
3: like they don't want to <laughs> sure. be coming. They, they probably literally can't because they're already spread so thin. So, and not, that just means
4: as restaurants, they have to plan better, uh, yeah. and in some cases, they're going to run out. They're going to run out of product.
3: And we've seen so. I mean, not only all of the, you know, all of the new mandates and things that restaurants have had to jump through hoops
4: Ridiculous to even hoops.
3: stay open, yeah. and now they can't even get food, and things are so expensive. I mean, even look at the grocery sh- shelves. I mean, right. we're seeing it here in Keene. People are seeing it elsewhere and in other places. It's actually far worse.
0: Oh yeah. So you asked me, um, what has my have my uh, have my bosses been having any issues getting supplies into the moose Smart? Mm-hmm. And they said it's just so sporadic. They said once something comes back in stock in some area, like Coke or whatever, then in another area it's sparse it's all of a sudden. Huh. You know, so they said it hasn't gotten any worse only because it's just a different product that's I see. always
4: hit and miss. Mm.
0: And it
3: goes on to say basic staples like chicken things like sugar are just disappearing from store shelves. I haven't really experienced that myself mm-hmm. but like you said at Aldi's you I think know, it depends they're... on the area. And you know. that's the thing too so certain frozen goods right if they don't mm-hmm. have them they're just kind of going to Fill it in with something like French fries just to give the illusion that there aren't holes. But if you're going into the store for something specific, you might not be able to find it.
4: That's true. And if you're not paying attention, you might not notice the holes, but they're there. I mean, absolutely we, we were there to, just two weeks in a row we were noticing breads being turned to the side uh other things are being brought to the front of the shelves but there's nothing behind it or so, just like
0: huge amounts of something that you know they don't normally have like uh, that many fridges of just chicken tenders or whatever yeah. it is
4: yep 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 you want to weigh in here with your experience coming up is walmart going to be getting into the cryptocurrency game we'll talk about it it's free talk live
5: free talk live
4: it is free talk live phones open if you want to join us here the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283- 6160. You can take control of the airwaves. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. Coming up is Walmart going to be launching their own cryptocurrency. Bonnie's got a story about that on the way, but first we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. In the last hour, we were talking about the supply chain issues, a lot of which, of course, are all due to the government. Government regulations, government mandates, government vaccine mandates, you name it. All this stuff is compiling together to basically make it completely undesirable to be a professional driver in this country. At least that's the way I understand the situation. But we actually have an actual driver on the line with us here. Dean is calling us uh, from Missouri. Uh, Dean, are you on the road or are you at home? No, I'm at home. He's at home. He's listening to us on our affiliate there in Sullivan, Missouri, KTUI. Uh, Dean, what did you want to share with the you know with our audience tonight?
6: Um, I just heard you all talking about underestimate an uh, underestimation of the amount of truckers that are going to uh, Ottawa. This is uh, going. This has been going on for days. There are mm-hmm. truckers from all over. Canada heading to Ottawa um I watch YouTube video of helicopters and drone footage mm-hmm. there are uh, at, at one point up to 11 different convoys converging one estimate was a hundred and fifty kilometers long wow. and there are trucks being uh, ferried from Nova Scotia and Newfoundland um, the trucks that are, you know, heading there are bobtail. There are all of them aren't hauling trailers, so mm-hmm. you can have a lot more trucks oh, in convoys not hauling loads. Plus, it's not only trucks, but it's it's everyday people that are you know in their They're
5: normal, normal vehicles, vehicles that
6: are in these convoys. So yes, these are. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of vehicles, and as far as the United States truckers that are that are consolidating with them mm. behind them, they uh, they're they're full well knowing they aren't probably going to get to cross the border. Yep. But they're going to block all of the borders, and there are multiple wow. crossings into Canada from the U.S. So their plan really? is to just simply set in the highways and block them. So yeah, this is big.
0: That's crazy.
4: They are
6: already estimating that it's broken the Guinness Book of World Record on length of the convoys. Wow.
4: Well, there's so, no doubt yeah, that it's there's... big. I I didn't want to sound like we were downplaying it. I was just questioning. Like, we've heard 70 kilometers long. You just said 150 kilometers long. And I believe those claims. I don't believe the claim that there's 60,000 trucks, though. I mean, that's that's just like a third of the entire trucker population of, of Canada.
0: Yeah, but why wouldn't a third of the entire trucker population of Canada want to do something like this, is what I'm asking. Because I well, think that they would. It's like basically they, this or lose your
4: job. What do you think, Dean?
6: Well, e- even the ones who are vaccinated are sick showing consolidation behind the others. Mm-hmm. So they're just following in line, you know, just because they're vaccinated, that doesn't mean that they aren't, you know, fully behind the truckers who aren't. This isn't just about the vaccination. Mm-hmm. This is about the right to choose. Absolutely. And there's also there's a there there's also a lot of support in these convoys on the uh, drilling that has been shut down in Canada from the pipelines hmm. going into the US, so this is a, a combination us Canadian uh, demonstration that's going on. they're they're all consolidating behind one another so.
4: Yeah, Where's the big. best place? Uh, is there a good like uh, professional driver news website that you go to to get updates? Because we obviously can't trust the mainstream media to do any reporting. I was actually surprised that Reuters even mentioned it. They, there was a story we reported on a couple of There's days ago.
6: A, one on YouTube called Mother Trucker. <laughs> I'm serious. Mother oh, yeah. Trucker. And they're, they're all... Uh, Forming different websites, even donation um, sites, to where people can donate to supply fuel and food and lodging for all hmm. these people. You know, it's just not trucks. There's a lot of just uh, normal everyday Canadians who are who are involved in this. All of the the crossings, as far as overpasses, they come to, and the side roads, the farmers people are coming out waving their flags by the thousands i mean this is big it's it's really big what
4: uh, give me that youtube channel can you spell it exactly because there's a mother trucker which hasn't had a hasn't had a video in 5 y- or 4 years so I, that's obviously not the right one
6: uh, is it spelled in a it's a m o t h a
4: trucker Two words or one word? Two words. Two words.
0: So as a professional trucker, do you know anybody that is planning on going up there or?
6: Yeah. Um, only from what I've seen from several states. I mean, you're, you're even looking at uh, states out west. Bunches of them from California. I've heard they're uh, consolidating from states like Nevada and Montana. Um so the more the word gets out the more it spreads so that you know will entail more truckers from the US going up to the border
4: I think YouTube is I think they may be um, basically scrubbing this channel. they're there. I cannot find it with. I wasn't
3: able to find it uh, with a
4: search. If you could do me a favor, Dean, since you're at home, you're not on the road right now. Uh, send me an email if you can with just some of the best uh, professional driver news links. Where are we going to find the best updates on this? Because I want to stay on top of this. I want to see what happens. Um, I definitely right. want this to be a success. So, can I give you my email yeah. address and then you can shoot that over to me? All right, it's, sure. I, it's Ian, that's I-A-N, at freetalklive.com. And just send me over the Mother Trucker link or whatever else you got, whatever you check on a regular basis. Because I know there's some good trucker news websites out there. I just haven't, you know, I don't go all the time, so I don't know offhand what the best ones are. So if you can help me with that, I sure would appreciate it. Give
6: me your address again sure, one it's, more time. It's
4: Ian, I-A-N, that's my first name, at freetalklive.com. Name of the show.com so Ian at freetalklive.com and uh, send that on over now I've got a question for you Dean since we got you on the line here uh are you working still or are you like you know semi semi-retired taking time off what's your status
6: oh I'm not I'm not working I'm uh disabled actually
4: hmm Okay, but you still so so you aren't out because of all the mandates. Do you think that's a big reason why there are just not enough people on the road? There are not enough uh, drivers right now to take uh, cargo containers out from the ports. Is it simply because the the government of the various different states and the United States uh, Department of Transportation and such has made life just that much more difficult on these drivers? Is that why they're it, just? It's a-
6: it's a combination of what I call the perfect storm for mm-hmm. a disaster. That's uh, that's come about. I mean, l- look at it. They're defunding police police forces. Police forces are uh, are hurt on numbers. You've got looting of the railroads now in California. There, so when they do get product loaded, mm-hmm. you know the railways are taking a lot more of the freight for you know, take pressure off of the trucking industry because the trucking industry has been hurt for years as far as uh, competition between companies and underpaying their drivers. Mm -hmm. And the workforce, as far as the truckers go, the aged workforce they're you know just not keeping up there's so a lot of guys are getting
4: older they're retiring yeah. and there aren't enough yeah. young guys coming in to replace no them.
6: they aren't taking over exactly mm-hmm. now now you're even seeing they're trying to uh relax the age limits on who can drive Dean, now, do that, you have time that to that keep this conversation
4: smart. going can you hang on with us sure stand by more with dean he's a, a, a retired trucker uh there's more on the way it's free talk live It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about the situation that the trucking industry, the professional drivers out there that basically make your life by bringing all of the wonderful things in the world to you as soon as they possibly can. Thank goodness for them. Uh, But we've got Dean on the line calling from his home in Missouri, and he's explaining to us some of the challenges uh facing the trucking industry today and the challenges he's been coming or that going through so far have been challenges before covid like the fact that a lot of truckers are older and mm-hmm. they're not being replaced by the same numbers of younger truckers so the the industry is shrinking as far as the number, physical numbers of people that are are willing to enter into it, uh, with you in the studio tonight, by the way, it's Ian
0: and Bonnie and Nikki.
4: We are brought to you by Intercoin, and Intercoin has been helping businesses and organizations launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. In fact, Intercoin now has launched its investor token worldwide, and you can get it on the X Markets Exchange, exmarkets.com. All you need to sign up there is an email address. And you'll keep your privacy intact with that uh, sign-up. You can also deposit dozens of different cryptos, including Bitcoin, to XMarkets.com, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at Intercoin.org. And buy or sell ITR over at XMarkets.com. That's EXMarkets.com. And Dean is uh, has been kind enough to stay on the line with us here as we go back to him, calling from his home there in Missouri, listening to KTUI. And, Dean, you were just kind of explaining to us why it is that there just aren't enough drivers on the roads right now to move the products that are waiting at the shipyards. Now we know that there's 109 or so cargo uh, ships out west of, uh, out in the Pacific Ocean, basically, waiting to move their cargo into the U.S. There's just not enough truck drivers to pick it up. And you were identifying some of the problems, some of the challenges that uh, that you know have existed. One of them being the fact that there just aren't enough younger guys uh, coming in to replace the retiring drivers, and that's one of them. But didn't that didn't all of the problems facing trucking get worse in just the last two years due to things like vaccine mandates? Haven't there been a lot of drivers who just thrown up their hands in frustration and said, "You know what? I'll just I'll do something else with my time."
6: Sure, but I am not an ex-trucker. <laughs> oh, I'm an I'm an ex Walmart uh, warehouse employee. I was an unloader, so I oh, unloaded yeah. trucks. I <laughs> see.
4: See, so you you were working with the drivers every day, hearing the stories. I got gotcha.
6: you. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh yeah, and there's truckers in my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- my gosh, there's three or four of them in my family. So. Well, so, what yeah, are they I'm, saying? I'm well aware how, of, how many of, of your
4: family? How many of your family members are still on the roads? Do you know of uh, drivers who have just said, "You know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not getting behind the wheel with all these crazy mandates. I'm not getting the shot. Screw this."
6: Oh, things have been going downhill for the independent trucker for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it didn't. It didn't just start with this. But I'm, you know, looking at what's going on now where they're getting hammered from all, all directions. Right. And now they want to, you know, compile onto them mandates of wearing masks and vaccinations and they just, you know, enough's enough. That's why you're seeing what's going on right now going on. They've got it. They've got to the point where, like I said, enough is enough. And they're, you know, they're at the end of the rope. They. You know, basically, they've said enough's enough.
4: Yeah, and now you're uh, you're watching closely the situation in Canada, where there are. Maybe as many as several thousand truckers. Some are estimating way more, which seems a little unrealistic. Uh, But it does seem like a lot. It does seem like a record number of of truckers coming together. They're converging on Ottawa, Canada. Have you heard any rumblings about anything similar happening here in the United States? We know that they tried this in Australia a few months ago, and it basically fizzled out. There was really not much uh, that came of it. Are you hearing anything at all?
6: Well, this I think is it's a. I, I heard it from what 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 I was watching on YouTube, where the uh, different truckers come together and were discussing this. And the way they put it was: usually, what happens is if a situation is bad enough, it'll trickle down from the U.S. into Canada, mm. simply because we're you know, so much more um, population, manufacturing um, right. products being shipped into Canada, but it, it's they said it's kind of an odd thing. You're seeing what's happening trickle down from Canada to the U.S.
4: Well, I think part of the reason for that is that Canada is that much worse. Right. the Canadian governments are way more restrictive Quebec for instance has put in a curfew within the last several weeks uh, it's insane right now that you mentioned Walmart there we saw something in the news today in Quebec they are now requiring unvaccinated uh, customers to wait in a little pen what? so Dude. so they have these these yeah. metal pens. <laughs> and there's like plexiglass all on three sides of this pen. So imagine. So you have
0: to go get your stuff and bring it to you. Like animals. No, no, yeah. no. They're
4: not getting your stuff and bringing it to you. What they're what they're yeah. doing is you're waiting in this pen if you're an unvaccinated customer. And again, you're surrounded by plexiglass. And then when a uh, Walmart security agent is available, they will then come to your pen and accompany you as you shop throughout the store. That
0: actually might be old because um, there was a thing that came out like two days ago when the curfew came out um, that you can't go into stores if they're bigger than a certain amount of square feet Hmm. um, if you're unvaccinated.
4: Maybe there's a uh, exemption for Walmart or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I, I maybe these are old, Bonnie. But I just started seeing the photos mm-hmm. yeah. within the last Me two too. days on that. So the Canada is way worse than the U.S. And of course, usually wherever tyranny clamps down the hardest is usually where people finally get fed up. They finally are willing to take a risk. They're willing to do something they otherwise never would have done. Because I mean, these drivers are taking a significant risk if they're going to go and block the roads in Ottawa, which, as I understand it, is the 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 goal is uh, essentially to shut down access to that city and give the government something to think about, and maybe they'll change something. I mean, that's they're optimistic the, the
6: about that. I, the site I was looking at, they estimate they have enough of them to completely encircle the entire region mm. and block all accesses to and from the entire area wow. with trucks. Yeah, Shut and it, down the entire road system.
4: If there's that many trucks and it looks like there yeah. may be that many, then, I mean, the only response from the government is going to be to bring in the military. I mean, that that would be the only thing they could do besides actually let up on the restrictions. And so hopefully it won't get violent but, and it won't get crazy.
6: But even, uh, even the police, you know, a lot of them are on the trucker's side. There was a female constable who is in danger of being reprimanded right now because she made a statement in support of what the truckers are doing mm. and now she's worried about having you know something happen to her from her superior
4: dean uh, like i said shoot me over uh, that email if you get a chance i'd be curious to see what you're looking at so, that way we can follow it
6: so, so you're looking at the healthcare workers are supporting them the police your uh we'll we'll see
4: we'll see about the police i color me skeptical on the police but uh stand by dean i'm going to check in with you here in just a moment uh there's more coming up if you want to weigh in you can bring up whatever's on your mind here this is free talk live free talk live phones are open you can dial to join us. The number is 603 283 6160. If you are in the professional driver industry and you want to weigh in on what's happening out there, whether it be the protest uh, that is heading towards, and according to uh, Dean, who'd called in, who knows a lot of people in the trucking industry, having worked at a uh, Walmart, you know, express or one of their centers, distribution warehouses. Uh, he's got people in his family that are in the the industry, so he's following that situation fairly closely. He says apparently some of the drivers are already in Ottawa, so they've already made it to the destination, which they're expected to converge on Ottawa on the 29th, so they're already there three days early, uh, and they're they're honking their horns, and they're making themselves known. It's going to be a very interesting situation. It's Ian, by the way, with you.
0: And Bonnie. And Nikki,
4: We're going to continue with your calls and thoughts. And then, Bonnie, you're going to tell us about the Walmart coin. Is there going to be a Walmart cryptocurrency? Uh, we'll find out more about that on the way. But first, we've got Richard calling from New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Yes. Here in New Mexico, in the last couple of days, we had a female massage parlor owner or worker that got murdered by an 18 year old person Oh no! And i am in favor for new mexico of bringing back the death penalty oh
4: no richard why hmm.
5: well that if i if new mexico had a deterrent and i was a psychopath or something uh I might be tempted to commit murder, knowing that I, w- I was going to probably get off with a lighter
4: sentence. But well, you I'm know, gonna... life in prison isn't exactly a life isn't exactly a light yeah, sentence. that's
0: what I was going to say. They already are only. Uh, doing the murdering because they are expecting not to or you know hoping not to get caught and go to jail
4: yeah a lot of murders are of course crimes of passion they're not really planned out very rarely are we dealing with a you know a first degree murder which is a pre-planned uh, situation hmm. usually it's somebody just you know they encounter a situation and something happens uh but richard you know haven't you heard two wrongs don't make a right
5: well yes i uh New Mexico seems to have a revolving door for giving criminals lighter sentences, slaps on the wrist, and everything else. And also, since April of 1989, I have spent 20 years in prison as an inmate. And before that, I spent three and a half years as a corrections officer at the same prison where I was doing time at. Wow.
4: I'm sure we could get into your history here, but I but I want to focus on the issue at hand, which is that I get that a lot of people are concerned with sentences being too light for certain things. However, you do understand, Richard, that there have been maybe— I mean, we know of hundreds of people who have been let free from being convicted for various different crimes with victims who were found later on, sometimes decades later— oh whoops we got the wrong guy oh whoops the evidence was fabricated by the police whoops the prosecutor lied they withheld exculpatory evidence so many different reasons why these people are literally being turned loose because they weren't the person who did the crime but they were sentenced to their lives in prison if they had been killed Due to the death penalty, they would not be able to be let out. You would have killed. These people would have been the wrong people who would have had their lives taken from them. So in my mind, the number one reason to not have the death penalty is because people are not perfect. And people make huge mistakes, whether it be uh, the police, the prosecutors, the juries, whoever we're talking about. And in some cases, the prosecutors and the police aren't making mistakes. They're literally trying to frame the wrong person. Mm -hmm. But humans are fallible.
5: Oh, very much so, but it's a small percentage of convicts that get wrongly committed. How would you feel if it was your son? (laughs) Well, uh, when they're found innocent, they all get uh, monetary settlement.
0: Not
4: always. Not if they're killed. Yeah, not if they're they're dead, or does
3: it matter?
0: I don't trust the government. The government is uh, just a group of people who have no incentive to do their jobs correctly. I do not trust them with people's lives. That's why I don't think they should be uh, sending people to war, and that's why I don't think that there should be any death penalties.
3: I also would like to say the U.S. has the largest population of incarcerated individuals, so for to just to me i have a hard time believing that they're not giving people harsh enough sentences when mm-hmm. they're already oh, incarcerating yeah. people for absolutely nothing
0: yeah and when he says oh it's a small percentage of people that are getting uh put away for you know not committing or you know being framed or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah well we have the biggest like you said the yeah. most people incarcerated so it's like probably way bigger than in any other country
4: thank you richard for the call tonight yeah i i just People are, are are fallible. And yeah. if it's your The he didn't the have government anything to is say. more
0: fallible yeah. than like the average person. And the th- reason is they don't have an incentive to do their jobs correctly.
4: Right. And he didn't have anything to say when I said, well, what if it was your son? Yeah. You know, because. People have gone to prison wrongfully and it's easy to just say, Oh, well, only a small percentage. Well, again, if it's somebody you care about, all of a sudden the small percentage matters. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it comes, you know, down to your level. And now you have to deal with your son or your daughter in a prison cell on death row for a crime they didn't commit. Do you want to have them on death row or do you want to have at least the smidgen of a chance that you might be able to find some new evidence or yeah. something comes to light that exonerates them you know, 20 years down the line? I mean, that's still not not good, but it's better than putting that person to death.
0: And either way, if, if somebody is killed for killing this massage therapist, the massage therapist lady is still going to be dead. It's awful. There's no there's no nothing that can bring her back to life. An eye for an eye and the whole world's blind.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I know I've told this story previously, but it really made an impact on me when I was in jail for civil disobedience the first time back in uh, 2011. I was in the booking area for whatever reason. Like They would always have us change out. Uh, we had to change our like jail uniform whenever we would finish working in the kitchen because they don't want you like sneaking a knife in your butt crack or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, they always make you bend over. And but how would you and-
0: do that with a knife?
4: Well in theory. (laughs) Use your imagination. Yeah, there's, I'm sure, been some creative (laughs) attempts uh, before. But, you know, they have the magazines out there. And I was paging through a People magazine and reading this story about a lady who uh, her son and his killer got into, like, some sort of a fight at a party, like a high school party or whatever. They were in their late teens when this happened. And they were fighting over a girl or something stupid like that. And somebody pulled, the dude pulled out a gun, shot this kid to death. Yeah. And the woman who was his his mother, um, forgave the guy. Wow! And they ended up having like a, a jail, you know, letters sending back and forth, pen pen pal, if you will, jail pen pal, and created this relationship, not like a romantic one, but just yeah, a, but, a relation, yeah. a human relationship, instead of it being, oh, well, you're this horrible person, oh, and I'm the victim for my whole life, and she forgave her son's killer. And then when he got out of prison, she helped him. And it was just an amazing story yeah. about forgiveness and the power of forgiveness that this woman's life wouldn't have been better if the her son's killer, who was, you know, he made a huge mistake. Yeah. He wasn't a pre- premeditated Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. It was a, a screw up. It was a really terrible choice. But she had the power within her to forgive him. She made that choice. And her life is better for that. Mm. She's still missing her son, obviously. Nothing can bring that back.
0: But she's not holding on to anger. She didn't hold on
4: to the anger. She didn't hold on to the hatred. In fact, she went the reverse direction and showed love to the person who took her son's life. And it was just an amazing story. And one that would have been completely impossible had that killer the man who who killed her son had he been put to death, it would have Abs- just taken another life.
3: Absolutely, and anger and hatred doesn't hurt the person that you're sending it to. It True. only hurts the holder of those emotions. So there's no point. You know, it's, she's already. Experiencing this great loss, just holding on to all of that hate and anger, that's not going to do anything for
0: her. So, and I know it's not easy, but
4: no, it's not. But forgiveness is worth it. I had a therapist
0: that explained it to me that anger is just like carrying around everybody that makes you angry hands you a bowling ball, and you're just choosing to carry that bowling ball around and complaining that you're holding the bowling ball. All you have to do is let go.
4: We continue your calls and thoughts are welcome in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. The number is 603 283 6160, 603 283 6160. It is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us in the remaining moments, which are now... The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160.
0: Tonight it's Ian. It's Bonnie and
4: Nikki. And you can join us online anytime you want. We've got a social media site that we are running, not big media or big tech, not Facebook or Twitter where they get to tell you what you can and can't post. You'll have a lot more freedom to speak if you go and join our site over at social.freetalklive.com. It is a Mastodon-based system, which means it's open source, it's self-hosted, it's federated, which means you're connected with the other Mastodon sites out there of which there are thousands around the planet. So whether you join ours or another one, I recommend you get off the big media, the big tech sites, and try it out over at social.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Jimmy is on the line in Pennsylvania. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Hello. Hey, Jimmy. uh, Just uh, tack on what you were saying about forgiveness, you know, I I truly believe in that, um, especially as a Christian. Um, And then I just can't really reconcile that with the idea of, of felonies. I was curious what you all thought of uh, this, basically, and this ever-lasting punishment, even after you have your your sentence, you get out and they let you go and you can barely get a job anywhere. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, I thankfully have avoided uh, becoming a felon, although now I'm facing, I don't know, like uh, half a dozen dozen or more felonies at the moment, thanks to the federal government gang and their Crypto 6 case against me and some of our other co-hosts and friends. Um, So, uh, And and one of our co-hosts, two of our other hosts, who are unfortunately Mm -hmm. not able to be on the air right now, Mark Edge and uh, Nobody are also felons and that means they cannot defend themselves with uh with a gun or many other weapons actually they can't keep their families safe they can't keep their loved ones safe uh and as you say it's hard for a felon to get a job and yeah i mean if you've if you've done a thing and you've served your time quote unquote or you've paid restitution to the victims or whatever the sentence was then that should be the end of it i gotta agree with you i don't think people should have this hanging over their heads
3: I think it's really important to also note that imprisonment is not meant for rehabilitation Hmm. or, you know, paying for what you've done. Oh, but
4: they call it the Department of Corrections.
3: Yeah, nobody's being corrected. What Hmm. it's really doing is treating people like animals. It's treating the... It takes stripping their freedoms and other rights. And it almost in some cases makes... I don't want to say makes people worse, Mm -hmm. but... For lack of better terms, it makes people worse. Doesn't give you, you know? an opportunity to get better. It certainly doesn't rehabilitate people and make them pay for what they've done. It just
4: let's put bad people together with other bad yeah, people. Yeah, so they can and... give each other ideas. Yeah, you and know? then have some abusers running the place.
3: And I I've known so many young teenagers who have gone to juvie or, you know, young adults who have gone to jail and then they really maybe had not done anything that bad, right? Mm-hmm. But then they meet all these other criminals right. and, you know, all these other people and they mm-hmm. get ideas and then they meet people. And then when they get out, you know, they start doing other illegal things or
0: other things sure. that might not be. It's also like a free labor camp. <laughs> yeah, that there's that too. Slavery.
4: Jimmy, anything else you want to share?
7: Yeah, I mean, that, you know, as a teenager, I, you know, I, I thank God every day that I got out of that without a felony, you know, just mm-hmm. partying and having fun. Mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people that i know uh especially my significant other that were not that lucky and they're gonna have to struggle their entire lives and people that are listening yeah. to this that are hardcore conservatives they kind of question whether or not it, we really need to be doing this to our children
4: yeah especially christians the the, yeah, christians. the whole law and order mentality is a real detriment because it 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 basically means that whenever you have this conversation, like you're saying, with the conservatives, they just don't even want to hear it. They yeah. they oh, felons are bad. Felons bad. Yeah, and my, so they're not even like considered humans and they don't want to look at the individual circumstances.
0: My parents are uh, honestly that way a lot of the times about people. Oh, he went to jail. He must be bad. And there's, nope. you know, they're Christians that I don't understand. I think that your Didn't original Jesus
4: like spend some time yeah. behind bars. Well, and
0: Jesus talked to about forgiveness. forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Jimmy, thanks, man. Appreciate the call tonight, and I definitely can understand where you're coming from. Uh, The only thing that's going to change that is, I I think maybe it could change in like the Free State Project. Like, if we can get enough compassionate people into office, and somebody could put a bill forward that's because. By the way, felons can vote in New Hampshire. Some states you can't even vote as a felon Mm -hmm.
3: that's so wrong Uh, so we've
4: got at least one step in the right direction here in new hampshire it was that way before the the free state project here but uh maybe put some sort of legislation forward restoring felons rights and but it's going to take some compassionate people and being willing to get attention of these legislators and somehow shake the rest of them into understanding of hey these are human beings and you're hurting them after they've already been to prison, after they've already done all these things.
3: Yeah, now they can't get a job or own a firearm. And it's, it's really lumping people, it's lumping individuals into this big category of felons you what know? does that even mean? What even is a felony? Yeah, it's a wide range huge of range. different huge range of crimes. You know, people hear felony and they're like, "Oh, you must have robbed murdered. a bank or yeah, yeah, or murdered somebody." The super
4: majority of them have never harmed another person. They maybe they sold some drugs or maybe mm. they had a gun they weren't allowed to legally have a sawed-off shotgun or something. And they weren't doing anything with then it. They, they got they just a quote-unquote
0: drug, fel- I mean, gun felony. Yeah. But- they yeah. just had it but yeah our. or they made a stupid
4: decision as a teenager
0: yeah. right our co-host nobody when he ran for governor he was going to pardon every victimless crime in history right or victimless drug in new crime, hampshire history at least, in new yeah. hampshire history
4: yeah uh and yeah it would have been nice if the media had given him some attention but unfortunately they completely ignored his uh his campaign even though it was the most interesting campaign for governor it's
0: ridiculous to think that people should be felons for having possessed drugs and now they can't protect their family. Yep. And it's and it's crazy too, because you could have done something when you're 18 years
3: old, but now as like an 80-year-old man, you're still, you're still paying for that. It. Yep. It's
1: crazy.
4: Uh, Sarah's on the line in New Mexico. Go ahead, Sarah.
1: Um, Yes. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, I just want to uh, say you know, in a communist country, the medicine, uh, healthcare is more preventative. So Like a Russian doctor would prescribe, like taking coral calcium, because he gets paid the same amount of money. No matter what. Are you talking
4: about in communist Russia, the one that the state that failed, or are you talking about Russia today, that is a mixed economy, a crony capitalist economy?
1: Well, well, the whatever Russian Russian socialist communist uh, government is that, from what I was told, is that they're getting paid the same amount of money. So there's no point in doing surgery or Sarah, drastic procedures because you get the same amount of money no matter what. So where, their health healthcare is about preventing you from getting ill like a doctor's supposed to be.
0: Sarah, where do you learn your information about communism? Because you always say you were told it. Do you read? Well, you know what,
1: I haven't. Um, when I was um, with the Communist Party, one of the, um, the Communist Party members have told me the medicine was more preventative. I just, and I can't
0: it, imagine thinking I'm so, you know, informed about a subject that I need to talk about every day just because somebody told me that, like, I would want to get to the source and find out real information. You can go to the library. You can use the computers there. I just don't understand why you call in saying something else. We're going to have to Google it to see if it's true or not. And you don't know if it's true or not because somebody just told it to you. You just, every day. mean
1: if they're if they're communists, they're part of the communist
0: uh,
1: party group, and they have information that comes from the communist. It's country. called propaganda.
4: No, you're a communist, they and you don't have real li-
0: information.
4: Yeah, they're just lying to you. If communism was so great, then people would be clamoring for it. The people of Russia. The people of the Soviet Union, now it's Russia and the former Soviet states, but the people of the Soviet Union, when the Soviet Union was crumbling, they would have been saying, no, no, we have to keep communism. The medicine was so great, but instead, no, they wanted it to go away because people were impoverished and they were dying and they, the, the people there were absolutely not treated well at all. They were just dirt uh, as far as but the... Why
1: do, you, why do you believe that? You know, that's they—they've all had five upstanding communist party groups in Russia. The whole time, I don't have time, to believe it.
0: It's what that.
4: happened. It's so what happened. Know, happened. He, he, he actually is reading a book like about the, communist the, the Russia Soviet right now. Union fell. If okay, communism yeah, was popular, was it would not have I, fallen, you, huh?
1: You, you they 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 have they, had upstanding five communist parties the whole time. the The claim, you claim that it fell. There's a so communist, communist you, party in the United States
4: too, and they have no political power. At least not overtly. What are you trying to say? Well, I mean, you know what? When I was in Boston, there was about
1: seven communist socialist seven. parties. Seven. Let you know about. That's why I call in every day because there are communist parties in. Yes, I understand. Canada, there are Alabama.
4: people who are communists.
0: Okay, there's a Green Party. We're not a green country.
4: No, the Green Party has no political power in the United States whatsoever. The communist parties are even smaller than the Green parties are even smaller than the socialist parties, the Socialist Workers Party, or whatever. I wish we had more time for you, Sarah, but we are out of it for tonight. Maybe we can talk about the Walmart coin thing tomorrow tomorrow. tomorrow. Bonnie will be on with us on Thursday. Uh, Out of time for now, but we'll join you tomorrow. Online in the meantime, over at freetalklive.com. And try freedom.